everyone, y'all. This is your girl, Brie Undeniably, checking in for another episode of my new speaker series, Deep Conversations with Dope Individuals, where we're discussing development, decision-making, and dedicating yourself to purpose. Today, as always, I'm here with a super dope individual. His name is Kenny Brown. Kenny, welcome to the show. Welcome. What's up? What's up? What's up? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's good to be here. So happy to have you. Uh, We are definitely in for uh, a great episode. Y'all stay tuned. Before we kick into it, I got to give my shout outs in the beginning. Y'all know I get too excited. We go through the whole episode and I'll forget at the end. So, First and foremost, if you are listening to this wherever you get your podcasts or if you are watching on YouTube, which I recommend, uh, you can see the crystal clear video, the crisp audio. That is all thanks to Gotham Podcast Studio. So I am here working in studio with them. They are the ones on the back end behind the scenes putting it all together. So shout out to Gotham Podcast Studios. Also, if you have not checked out MC Kicks, definitely take a look. They are there for all your custom kicks and denim needs. Uh, You can check them out at E-M-C-E-E-K-I-C-K-S. If you put a .com at the end, you're going to land on their website where they have more dope art, everything. Just go check them out. They are awesome. They've sponsored me since day one. So give them a shout out and go check out their stuff. Finally, when you're doing your own thing, you got to pump your own brand up. So if you have not checked out my website, go to briandeniably.com. That's where you're going to see everything else I'm doing other than the Mm -hmm. podcast. So different things with speaking, workshops, uh, courses, and all that fun stuff. So go check that out as well as check out my shop page. That's where you can find all of your dope individual gear as well as your I Am Possible gear. Though I'm not wearing any dope individual gear today, I did bring... My dope individual backpack. So this is That's just a dope bag. <laughs> thank you very much. So this is just one of the many things you can find on my shop page. So head over to briandeniably.com, check that out, and uh, show some love. All right, so we're about to kick into it. I am going to give Kenny the introduction that he deserves, and right. then we're gonna we're gonna hear his story. So Kenny Brown is a spiritual mindset coach motivational speaker, and civic influencer based in Atlanta, Georgia. He specializes in provoking thought, spiritual consciousness, and objectivity in others that results in a different perspective and method to managing emotion, processing trauma, and aligning with their higher and best self. New problems cannot be solved with old old thinking. Kenny, also known as Kenny B. Speaks, believes that if you can change your mind, you can also change your life. His Change the Vibe initiative has resonated across nations and has helped individuals, couples, and organizations from all walks of life align with a common goal of inner peace, realizing their true potential, and living in their true calling while executing a God-given organizational and personal vision. Kenny, welcome one more time. Thank, thank you for you. being here. Thank you. Thank you. I know that's a mouthful. That's a mouthful, <laughs> you know, but you got it. You did good. That's because you're you're doing a lot of things. So I had to get it all out there. I mean, man, I'm excited about this conversation. Yeah, you've, me too. You've me got too. a lot going right now. Uh, I We got to find out the lead up to it all. A thousand percent. A thousand so, percent. So the way that uh, I always start the conversation, uh, my listeners know in the counseling community, we like to meet our clients where they're at. I like to do the same thing with the podcast. So help listeners meet you where you're at and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, um, that's kind of a loaded question, right? But at, <laughs> but at the same time, I, I get it. Um, I mean, I'm 37, you know, um, unmarried, never been married, no, no, ch- no children. Um, and so 
you know, as where I am right now, like I speak from a unique perspective, I guess, um, as a single male in Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the background, I had a you know a career in music, um, 10 years, I was a music executive or I had an independent label in publishing and artist management for a while, um, contracted with the government for a while, um, was hired under the Obama administration back in 2011 to examine banks. And so, um, you know, that financial kind of background and business background and government background gave me a a unique perspective as well, being in boardrooms with, you know, a lot of the um, owners and board of directors from a lot of prominent companies and powerful people and understanding their perspective and Mm -hmm. how to communicate with them in their language. Um, Having an athletic background, so I used to be an athlete. Um, You know, I got a lot of stuff that kind of led me into the um, motivational speaking and and life coaching or mindset coaching space. And so, you know, I was going through a transition, you know, at um, a couple of years ago, transitioning from music. And so going through those that period of self-discovery. Right. Mm -hmm. Who am I outside of the title? Who am I outside of the you know, outside of the um, the profession, you know, uh, the industry? And so that kind of. You know, that's kind of led me where I am now, you know, trying to share um, some insight, some inspiration, um, some light, um, a different perspective, uh, helping people to think different. You know, I really do believe if you can change your mind, you can change your life. And ultimately, I believe that, you know, what we're going through, what what even I'm going through right now, you know, is uh, as I'm asking myself hard questions and trying to you know, unlearn things that may not serve me in the season that I'm in or may not serve where I'm trying to go and then relearn them. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a period of enlightenment to a degree. So I'm, I'm in a space of sharing that light with other people and being authentic to who I am, you know, not trying to fit into a certain group or align with a specific, you know, um, message or dialogue, but, you know, to really share some insight to help people think differently. Um, I believe we're going through a lot of suffering, you know, um, myself included. Everybody has a battle that they're going through mm-hmm. uh, that they don't talk about. Uh, but, you know, we kind of put ourselves in our own hell sometimes, you know, because of the way that we think about a situation or a circumstance. And so, you know, where I am is just in this in the place of discovery, you know, self-discovery of, of higher understanding of trying to share that you know, um, not necessarily telling people what to believe or what to do, but just giving them a different way to think about it. And and that's really unlocking a lot of people's lives. And I've been very successful at it so far. And it's just the beginning. So, you know, that's where I am. You know, that's where I am. Thank you so much. I mean, there clearly, I mean, clearly you are really living out something that is serving you. It seems that, you know, it's like you're bringing who you are to other people to help them discover who they are as you do it yourself. And I think that's that's a really mm-hmm. interesting way to be able to bring your gifts to others because we are all on this path, right? We're mm-hmm. all on this journey of self-discovery and understanding. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just, I, I can imagine that you're really impacting your clients and those who you work with. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't even like to call them clients. I call yeah. them commu- my community, okay. right? And so right. your community really doesn't have a monetary connotation to it. Mm-hmm. You know, if I say client, it means you're paying me okay. for something, right? I but like community that. is more so people that uh, align with what it is, the energy I'm putting out, the message I'm putting out, the seeds that I'm putting in the ground, mm-hmm. and they're, and we're growing together. You know, uh, the shepherd, you know, the shepherd, you got to be a good shepherd before you can be a king. And so, you know, and the shepherd and a king specializes in the service industry. And so my ability to serve my community by being authentic yeah. is really something that I feel is missing in a lot of cases, especially in the spiritual aspect of, of the world. Mm-hmm. And even in the, the coaching or, or um, 
uh, ther- therapy, you know, aspect of, of, you know, society or community right now. A lot of times we, those people in leadership positions haven't, I guess they've succumbed to the pressures of having to appear like they got it all together mm. and they're not human and, and they're not human and they got it all figured out. And I think that that's really held a lot of people back from growing because they, it's not authentically resonating. It's it's regurgitating something that you heard or something you read or something you believe, but you're not walking it. You're not living it. And so there's a level of transparency and a veil that's kind of up right now that I feel like, you know, I'm trying to champion people to get back to that authenticity. Like it's okay to not have it figured out. That's what kind of makes us all the similar like none of us have it figured out nobody will really know whether you're right or right right or not until you get to the gates it's so it's so <laughs> funny it's like you, you're just touching on the humanness of of individual like we are all human and mm-hmm. being human means not even being close to perfect and it, mm-hmm. it also means being uh sort of opposites uh, two opposites of the same coin like we mm-hmm. can have one thing totally figured out and have life in chaos in another place and so just being able to be real with ourselves and real with the world and in mm-hmm. those spaces is i'm sure sh- strikes a chord with your community i know it will strike a chord with mine as oh, well i hope so you know <laughs> no, no, <laughs> i definitely hope so i just you know there's a difference between intellectually being able to have a conversation about a topic or a thing or a mm-hmm. situation um and being able to authentically talk from a personal place, right? Mm. I feel like in a lot of cases, people can tell you, can conceptualize what the problems are that the, that we're dealing with or what the issue is, the circumstances. They conceptualize it, right? And that that opens up conversation. But not a lot of people are giving you practical tools to address it, mm-hmm. right? They want, they want to give you the pill to cope, but they don't want to give you the tools to heal. And so, you know, the, I felt like the practical nature is missing in a lot of the things that we do, even our churches to the, you know, at, at this point, um, our school system and a lot of, you know, the social and emotional learning aspect of things, um, you know, they're not practically saying in your language, in your language, mm. how do you need to hear this? Right. Yes. And I think that, you know, with coaching and what we've, we've been able to do on, um, with Vibe Tribe University and some of the other things I got going on, we've been able to communicate with different types of people in different industries from different backgrounds beliefs you know um cultures in the language that they receive it i love you it's like you're (laughs) you're nailing an essential piece of understanding Mm -hmm. in in their language not necessarily in another language but in the way that information and messaging is understood yeah Yeah. and that's different from for everyone that's that (laughs) An alternate perspective. <laughs> Y'all see the drip? Y'all <laughs> check the drip? <laughs> this is so much drip. Actually, though, that is, that's, we all, you know, we can, as human beings, this is a human thing, we can mm. kind of get get stuck in our own lane, mm. which isn't a bad thing because you want to be able to move forward in the way that you move forward. But in order to, you know, be able to penetrate outside of your lane, mm. you need to be able to understand different perspectives and mm-hmm. understand that everyone doesn't understand the way that we understand. A thousand percent. I mean, it's the human the human um, uh, kind of problem, yeah. right? Like I heard something this morning. I was actually watching a video this morning and as a, it was a guy speaking about, uh, I forgot his name, but he was speaking about the nose, right? And the proximity, mm-hmm. you know, of our nose to our lips and our nose essentially, you know, can tell if our lips smell bad, if our breath smells Mm. bad. Right. But after a while, 
your nose no longer can, you know, it's no longer registering that your breath stinks, but everyone else around you can 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 smell it, right? Oh, but you, right? That is so interesting. And so that's like the human condition. That's the human problem. That's the contradiction that we have. We've, we've become so good at smelling the funk of other people <laughs> yeah. and not recognizing the stench of our own mess. Right. Whoa. And so now what we're doing is we're we're going out and everybody want to coach. Everybody want to teach. Everybody got a podcast. Everybody want to speak. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to mic. Everybody wants to light. Right. But everybody doesn't have a message. Right. And so and most of the time, their message is not about themselves. It's about other people. It's about what they understand about the problem in society. So it's a ongoing conversation and nobody has a solution to. Right. And so when you enter someone else, it says, hey, okay, yeah, we got the problem. Let's no longer talk about the problem. Let's talk about the solution to the problem. Now everybody gets a little quiet, right? Because now you got to champion that. Right. (laughs) Oh, man, you are... I feel like we could, we could go down. We can do this. We could go down this <laughs> this rabbit hole right now because I mean you're you're touching on some real real stuff right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I want to do before before we get there because I think we can go there and I think it might make sense for us to table it in this moment and bring it back into the end with everything that you're doing. For sure. Let's let's go back to the beginning of your journey. Okay. I, I want to know your story. How, what what brought you to this season of Kenny Brown? Like that is really why we're here. We got to yeah. know the path that's brought you here. It, well, it's interesting. You know, as I, as I mentioned before, um, you know, I was transitioning out of one industry and one space to another. Mm-hmm. I was kind of searching and trying to figure out what my identity, mm-hmm. you know, is or was at the time. Um, and I was just frustrated at, at myself at, about some of the situations I had found myself in and some of the choices that I had made romantically, mm-hmm. um, um, business-wise as an entrepreneur, um, some of the relationships I had built, not necessarily just romantic relationships, but like um, working relationships that I had built, friendships that I had built. And, you know, I, I was coming face to face with heartache. You know, um, mm-hmm. I went through a situation where I was dating this girl for a while and really got emotionally involved and, you know, was just in a very sensitive space. And I was just like, yo, she the one like this going to be oh, it. Right. And okay. then got ghosted, you know. Oh. And so that was such a traumatic experience yeah. because even before that, I had been in long term relationships. So dating in the open field really wasn't my thing. And so, you know, the trauma that that caused me and it was my first time facing it something that severe. Now, breakups, they happen, I understand, but this was something different because mm-hmm. it was a psychological and emotional withdrawal that I did not understand. And I didn't comprehend at the time. And so it left me searching for answers, you know, and and because of my faith, you know, my spiritual upbringing and my religious upbringing, um, you know, I had knew where to go to find the comfort and the peace that I was looking for and the understanding I was looking for. Um, and in going to that place, I was kind of fulfilled and, and kind of enlightened on a different way to accept myself and other people, mm-hmm. right? And so not learning not to internalize the humanness of other people led me to, to, to you know, accept myself and, and look myself in the mirror in an honest way, you know, and not run from what I saw and not, you know, try to justify or rationalize my own dysfunction and essentially was making me a hypocrite. So there were some things about myself that that situation, that period of time 
helped me to come face to face with and I didn't run. And I didn't run because I had God on my side. I had, you know, not even a really community of people that were behind me because I was very quiet about this. But um, it led me to just kind of realizing that I had experienced so much heartache and and most of the most most painful experience of my life chasing love, relationships and sex. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I learned the language of sex before I learned the language of spirit. And so, you know, going through the the transitions that I went through up until that point, and this was a couple of years ago, um, I realized that I had the gift of gab, but I was using it for the wrong purpose. I had manipulated the gift. Mm. And so while I can inspire some and get you to be enthusiastic and, and provoke action and thought and, you know, introspect and all the rest of that stuff, I could also talk you out your panties. Uh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I, I, She's I, like, yeah, I, you I, can. Yeah, you sure no, can. Nah, <laughs> nah, the way that you said it, I was like, I know where he's going, but what are the words he's going to use? Yeah. He said, talk you out of your panties. Talk you out your panties. He said, Sheesh. Okay, so, so you actually... I, you said one thing that I want to I want to lean into a little bit more. You mm-hmm. said not you learned how to not internalize the humanness of others. Mm-hmm. L- let's let's push into that. I think that is such a such a huge statement that a lot of people might want to understand yeah. a little bit yeah. more about because what what you're saying you're you're speaking to an audience of of individuals who I, everyone, no matter who's the audience, has been through some type of situation similar. Maybe not on the, that same side, maybe on the other side, but you know that that heartache piece, that breakup uh, moment. I believe that everyone has been through a relationship, romantically or otherwise, where when it ends, the, there's not an evenness on both sides. Mm-hmm. So I want to I really want to hear about that that yeah, not so, internalizing. You know, when I was going through that season and that that experience, um I began to think about why I was really hurt. Why am I really upset? Why am mm-hmm. I disappointed? Why am I hurting right now? And I began to take the focus off of the other person. You know, it's yeah. easy when you're hurting, you want to point the finger at, you know, outside people as it being their fault. Yeah. And, you know, even when people try to help you, you're in so much pain that you make them your enemy. You know, it's like, you know, then the doctor comes in to give you surgery. Like you're, the doc- you're not friendly to the doctor in a lot of cases unless you realize that the surgery is necessary. This is it's required. Mm-hmm. I got to do it. You're right. here to help me. You know, so, you know, I started thinking about that and our relationship with God. Right. When I'm hurt. And God's there to try to come console me or heal me or nurture me or give me the, the understanding that I need. If I fight him off, am I doing me a disservice or God a disservice? Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing me a disservice. So yeah. when I think about the the situations that other people have, have uh, or the experience I've had with other people, I don't internalize their human flaws as deficiencies of my own. Mm. My self-confidence yes. and my self-awareness is strong enough and healthy enough where 
I'm not t- br- taking your issues on as my problems. Right. Okay. Now that doesn't mean I'm insensitive to what other people are going through. It doesn't mean that I can't empathize with you and be compassionate and considerate and supportive, but I will not take your problems and make them my own because I have my own problems. Mm-hmm. Right. And the reason that I was really hurting at the time was not because I didn't receive the love that I wanted. It was because I couldn't give the love that I wanted to give. You know, I had had it in my head and conditioned myself to prepare to be like, okay, I know if this, if she's solid and if this the one and if this keep going the way it's going, I'm going to give her everything I got to give. The type of man I've always wanted to show up as, I'm going to show up as him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And there, the situation that we were going through and the back and forth sometimes led me to being so f- full of fear that... You know, I couldn't love in the way that I desired to love. And so I also couldn't be loved in the way that I desired to be loved. And so, you know, that in and of itself placed the the focus on me. It wasn't yeah. about the deficiencies of another person. Right. right. And a lot of times I did more damage in trying to bring it to their attention than just living it out and giving them time and space to work it out on their own. And so, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, uh, you know, you can be too vocal. You know, and you can point out the you can critique other people because you're you're mad at yourself, uh-huh. you know, so. Wow. I mean, there there's <laughs> there's so much I, I, I sometimes I wish that these conversations could be two plus hours. We do have an hour, so yeah. I, I'm going to I'm going to keep it. Uh, I, I want to go back to where you were in um, mm. in your place of conversation, finding out that you had the gift of gab. But you went through this mm. and you under you, you learn. It's like you had to really learn something about yourself. Mm. You had to really go through this heartache and experience. And, you know, I, I call it the waves of life, how, you know, our life is really on this wavy path where there's always going to be those ups and those downs. But when you're in that valley, rather than being on top of the hill, when you're in that valley, that's where you do the most learning about mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. That's where those, those you know, failure, quote unquote, if we want to call it, or those places that we feel are lowest, that's actually where the most growth is happening. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that this might have been a valley for you, but you yeah. were able to come out on top eventually yeah like the valley will teach you lessons that the mountaintop never mm-hmm. never could or would right right and so you know when you're going through a dark space it's it's our conditioning has and even our religious understanding um and teachings have taught us to pray your way out of the dark space mm. but i think when you cross over to a relationship with god and truly understanding and embracing spirit and the spiritual nature of you you begin to no longer pray to get out of it but f- to invite god into it with Ooh. you you know and so you know, that's a change of perspective. Miracles yes. are nothing more than a change in your perspective mm-hmm. because you see it differently. And now things you're recognizing different things and that you're downloading these messages and you're listening to the universe and God using his creation to deliver a message to you. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, you can address things differently. I see it differently. I know that now I got God on my side and not abandoning me, you know. And so when you're going through traumatic or painful experiences, it's easy to want to shut off, shut God out, shut people out, and uh, AKA suffer in silence, mm-hmm. you know, but you're not doing nobody a, a service. You're not doing yourself a service by suffering in silence. Essentially what you're doing is internalizing something that's going to take root and stronghold in your heart and your mind and going to make you hard hearted and stubborn. And then you become very volatile, defensive, closed off, nonchalant. And these things are not gifts of the spirit. They're not fruits of the spirit. 
you know, fruits of the spirit is open and understanding and, and, and free flowing and, you know, loving and kind and patient and, you know what I'm saying? And yes. supportive. Like yeah. these are different fruits. And if you don't have your relationship with God intact, you're not going to be able to access the fruits of the spirit to still give and pour mm. when you're in pain. When you're not happy, when you don't feel good. And so, again, we can conceptualize the conversation, but how many tools, how many places can you go to to find a practical tool that shows you the relationship between your spiritual understanding like we just talked about Mm -hmm. and your human functionality Mm -hmm. or your human design, right? Yes. Um, so I I want to know now, just speaking on all of this, for you personally, was this what was God always in your life? Maybe a thousand percent. Oh, yeah, yeah. but so, I, but I ran from him. Okay, yeah. See, okay. <laughs> so maybe maybe I need to rephrase the question. So God was always in your life, yeah. but was God always the person that you invited into your darkest times? Nah, nah, mm-hmm. nah. So I had a backwards um, kind of relationship with God for mm-hmm. a long time. Um, and although on the outside, it looked like I was doing what I was supposed to be doing, which is the way a, a lot of Christians and people look these <laughs> days. Um, so take notes. No, <laughs> if you're watching, <laughs> yeah. his eyes were right in the Free camera. Free game, there okay. Was a, there was no, a direct... So, in some way, I felt like I could run from God. I felt like I can hide from God. I felt like God couldn't see me. And it was the arrogance, right? How arrogant could I be to think that God don't know, can't see it, you know? Doesn't know what's going it, on. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, you know, when I was chasing, you know, lust and sex and women and stuff like that, experiences, um, I felt like my life was more exciting when I didn't contact God as frequent. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think that you're tapping into a place, again, a lot of people a might thousand be percent, at right? right now. So keep keep right. it, keep it flowing here. I'm going to keep it funky. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. <laughs> and then with Cab News, like, keep yeah, it funky. So right. I'm going to keep it funky. No, nah, but so I felt like it, but if I'm having more fun, hmm. right, if I'm, I see, it felt like I'm being blessed even more when I don't keep contact with God frequently. Right. I got him consciously in the back of my head. You know, I know where, you know, I know, you know, I'm praying. I got my affirmations. You know, I'm doing, I'm going through the motions. But you got all these materials. But I got these other things, things over here yeah. that I don't invite God into because I don't want him to come in and mess this up. So I've rationalized it in my head that this is of God too. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? This is God. God is actually giving me these things. He's, he know me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like he know, he know what I need. I'm you, over here. You're with the it. exception of the rule. A thousand percent, <laughs> right? But then once I, it wasn't fulfilling inside of me. Yeah. And when I finally got fed up with not being fulfilled because I was chasing experiences that was never really satisfying my mm-hmm. ultimate desire, so then I went back to God. And I would, and when I say I went back to God, I mean like I started, you know, fasting. I started. Um, attending church every Sunday. I started studying the word, not just reading it, but studying the word. I started joining communities uh, and and different groups of people that were on that same wave. But I also realized how it made me feel. It didn't feel cool. It it didn't feel like Mm. it didn't feel fun. It didn't feel like freedom. It felt like I was putting myself in a box to live this mundane, quiet, you know, kind of lower light, lower vibrational life. Mm. And so that was my train of thought until I realized that, you know what? 
this is cool. Like, you know, this is cool. <laughs> this is this is the road less traveled. You know, uh-huh. um, I named my company Mission Road Faith. God's mission, you know, um, the road less traveled and faith in, at all times. You know, yeah. and so I grew up on Mission Road. You know, and so oh, wow. you know, this all it all kind of made it sense. All, yep. And so when I decided that, okay, I think this this feels lame and it feels um, boring because not a lot of people do it. And not and the people that do it are so conservative that they're trying to trying to protect not just their own per, uh, persona, but they're also trying to protect other people from feeling a type of way about how boisterous or how blessed they really are, how mm-hmm. good they really feel about themselves, because God, what God's doing in their life. And so, I realize that you can be sexy and saved. I. You know what Amen. I'm saying? Amen. <laughs> hey, <that's, laughs> you can be right? sexy and saved, right? Absolutely. You can be cool and, and, and be prayed up. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be a star, but also be humble. You know, and so I had to learn what, what does that look like? Yeah. Who can I go to, to to see that? Right. Back then, people weren't as vocal about their love for God back then, unless you was really in the in the church. Yeah. Well, and and that's something I feel like I know that in, in people that I've spoken with, it's been it's there's that difference between like the organized religion and church and just finding God and spirituality and moving mm. down that path. And I've found that it's some pieces of organi- organization that push people away from that relationship mm-hmm. too. Feels like they're in a box, but just finding God feels more freeing for people to know that they, regardless of where they're at or what rules they may or may not adhere to that they can still find him in their own life and in their own way. And people are teaching you, they're treating you according to their um, misinformed interpretation mm-hmm. of who God is. Mm-hmm. And so they're, te- they're, tr- they're loving you like that. They're caring for you like that. They're doing their best to show up for you in the best way they know how, but because of their misunderstanding or misinterpretation or the, just their interpretation and in, you know in, in general, general is is off so it discourages you you're just like i'm not if that's what you if you believe in god and that's how you treat people and this is how you show up and that's the guy you want me to serve i'm not i'm not i ain't going not with it i'm not pulling up right and so, so it's true. not until children kids uh, you know uh, um, um teenagers start being more um rebellious about that yeah. You know, yeah. we teach them in one mm-hmm. case, stand up for yourself, stand up for what you believe in, always own who you are. But then when they stand up to you about a way they feel differently about God, or about their relationship with God, now it's be quiet, do as you told, mm-hmm. stay inside. You know what I'm saying? You going you gonna go yes. as long as you're in my house. Like, what if if you really understand God and spirit, right? You were born and you were born different than me. Your spirit's different than mine. Your calling's different than mine. So just because you may have grown up and, and your spirit led you to the Christian faith doesn't mean that when I grew up under you that I'm supposed to still be steered in that same direction. Mm. Now, I am a Christian. I do believe in Jesus Christ. So I'm not talking ill against my belief system right. or my, my religion. What I'm saying is that we're all on different paths. Right. And so we were taught as kids to abide and conform to the same belief system and path that our parents or grandparents had, but our calling is different. Right. So at what point do you unlock a child's mind and say, you know what? Seek to understand and seek to find out what it is that truly resonates with your spirit, with your being. And then if that's what the religion or the practice or the belief system that resonates with you, go after it, lean into that, lean into it, you know, and don't let me and what I've chosen to do affect 
you and what you're chosen to do. Uh-huh. The, the, the instructions that we were given and even in the Old Testament, you know, by God was not to make people believe in it, you know, not make people believe what, what you think they should believe, mm-hmm. but just tell them about me. Right, right. And Open the door. Tell them about me. Just tell your children, children, children's children about me. Tell your ancestors about me. Because no matter when you all go away, when this changes, my word is going to last the longest. My, my word. So teach them who I am. Tell them. Just tell them about me. Mm-hmm. Now, will the dialect change? Will the words change? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a thousand percent. Different languages. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But so love is a universal language. Music mm-hmm. is a universal language. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so... These things just give people love. You know what I'm saying? I love that. Yes. And absolutely. that means love without conditions. Ah, uh, there <laughs> this is so good. I mean, okay, so I always tell guests who come on, you know, they I don't I don't bring religion into or spirituality necessarily into the podcast, but I always invite the opportunity for others. And I and I leave it open that way because I love to hear that people under like have gone on a spiritual journey and that has sort of been the key that unlocked everything for them. Mm-hmm. And I hear it in conversation after conversation after conversation. Mm-hmm. And everything that you're saying, I mean, I've I've heard it. With all religions, all spiritual spiritual practices, excuse me, all you know, energy sources, whatever someone calls it, mm-hmm. it is still this connection to something outside of themselves. Nobody has the answers. None of us, Christians, you know, like Muslims, we none of us have the answer, the real mm-hmm. answer. And I, I refuse to believe that when we get to the gates of mm-hmm. heaven, that God is going to ask us, "How did you get here?" <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, I refuse to believe I that agree. the God that I serve, that, mm-hmm. that's, that what I understand about him, he's going to sit there and wait for my entry to be like, how'd you get here though? Like, who referred you? Yeah. You know, who told you to come here? You know what I'm saying? Like, what road did you take? Like, yeah. that don't matter. You know what I'm saying? So like, it true. don't matter. So at the end of the day, that's a human conditioning that we've placed on the personality of God to make him seem like we think he would be because that's how we are. You know, well, when God in church, they say, well, come as you are. Okay, cool. So if I pull up and I'm just, I just came out of a bad situation. I need to pull up straight from the club, smell like alcohol. And I just got to pray this off me because I went through some traumatic stuff last night. Now, if I pull up and y'all look at me like I don't belong there, you look at me like you pass, you know, homeless individuals on the street. And now you don't want to pray for me. You don't want to touch me. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't Mm want to wake me up to pray. Like, you you act like I don't belong. You act like I don't exist. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But yes. then this is God's house. These are God's people. And y'all act like I don't even exist because I don't look or smell or come off as being a, a, a um, approved. Like, you know, like yeah, the, the ideal of what you think be- you belongs in saying? these pews. You is, feel what I'm yeah. saying? So, you know, in, in that case, I also, you know, growing up, I was educated in three different countries. I lived in three different countries. My wow. dad was in the military. Okay. So, you know, I was raised in the Philippines for a couple of years. I lived in Saudi Arabia for a couple of years and then the U.S. And so, you know, I, I not only have went on a you know, theological or a um, educational journey to mm-hmm. understand who God is. I've lived in different countries where they, where I've had to conform to their societal uh, norms based on their different belief systems because of their different foundational religious beliefs wow. and preferences. So I've seen the godliness of Muslims in a Muslim country. I've seen the godliness of Buddhists in a Buddhist country. And I've seen the godliness of Christians in a, a pre- predominantly Christian country. So 
what's different? The regimen is different. The frequency, mm-hmm. the word choice that they use, you know, like the 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 traditional nature of some of them. You know, you face a certain type of way in some cases, mm-hmm. like and but ultimately, it's like different workouts. That's how I look at it. It's like it's like different workouts. So essentially, when you go to the gym, everybody ain't on the same training schedule. That's everybody right. don't have the same workout on the board. Mm, that's you know, right. You showing up, you got your personalized workout that worked for you and your DNA and your body and you know, and uh-huh. what you and your sport, your craft. And I got mine. Right. Now we might end up doing some of the same exercises that make us be like, oh yeah, you do bench. We I do might bench. both have leg day. You know what I'm saying? You know? We might be able to, yeah, we might <laughs> both be on leg day today. <laughs> but what I do for leg day and what you do for leg day could be different. Yeah. Does it mean that my, my workout was better than yours? Absolutely not. Does it mean that I got stronger than you? Absolutely not. Does that mean that I'm more worthy and more qualified to compete in the event than mm-hmm. you are? Absolutely not. Okay then. So what makes us think that religion is any different? Oh my God. The, the analogy is so... So, so pertinent. It is so incredible. I mean, I I don't know that I've ever had someone speak to me about uh, spirituality and religion in the way that you just did. I think that it's never made more sense to me, truly, to understand that perspective shift. That alternate. I mean, what you're saying, it just, it makes so we're all doing the same thing. We're all doing it in a different way, in the same way we all go about our days differently. We don't all have the same jobs. We don't all do the same, uh, you know, extracurricular activities. Mm -hmm. We don't all choose to raise our families in the same way. Mm -hmm. But bottom line, we're all doing those things just in the way that we choose to do them. Mm -hmm. Still still happening, still still getting done. Mm Still, there's it's still it is, the God's purpose is still being served still and still be, being exactly. done. And so, you know, what we hate the most, we often become. Mm, okay. True. In trying to not be a hypocrite, you become a hypocrite. Okay. And so I remember some scriptures, I can't quote them exactly, but they're in the New Testament um, where, you know, Jesus was talking to the uh, religious leaders at the time. And he went on a whole spiel, a whole rant, like hypocrites, you hypocrites. God said this, but you do this. You treat people like this, but y'all think y'all can do this. You hypocrites. And he just kept going down, calling them hypocrites. And while I understand that I would take that as being like, oh, God is pissed. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) Jesus is mad. You know what I'm saying? Like, but at the same time, it was so real because when you look at, you know, not just the Christian faith, but other religions as well, you know, you're interpreting the word of God based on how you interpret it. And because I interpret it differently, then I'm no, not eligible to be accepted by you right. or as a believer or right. as a child of God. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. so, okay, wait. So you're telling me that, that, um, <laughs> If I don't conform to what you want me to believe, think, feel, say, and do, then I'm not worthy of your love. Mm. But you say you believe in God. Now, I don't know what where you read this, but the God I serve doesn't love based on condition. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He is love. He walks around with love. He gives love. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, therefore, you, it resonates. Right. The highest. You don't have to teach a baby how to love. You do not. You do not. You don't need to teach. You don't need to teach kids much either. You they, have to keep... they, are, they are in their most organic, just human state. And do then... you have to teach a kid how to hate? No. No. 
No, how to do hate. Do you have to teach a kid teach, how to no, hate? No, no, you don't teach hate. Wait. I, it's it, a good question. Keep going. Keep trying. Yeah, wait a second here. <laughs> I don't know if I'm being Do you have to teach a kid how to hate? They learn it from others. I believe. I think I think hate is something that's learned. That's why it's like when when it's it's conditioned by the human condition. Children, babies, infants, they they are born pure, as pure as they possibly can. They don't know anything other than what their senses allow them to. And at that time it's not much. So as they grow, they learn again what their senses allow them to. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I hate is is learned. Okay. What about fear? Mm, oh, we could go into psychology with this. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, you looking at the yeah, clock like, whoa. Hold on a second here. Uh, fear, I believe, is inherent. Fear fear is something that I, there's levels of it that, you know, we can we can scare ourselves into fear. But fear as a as a natural um, when you think fight or flight that's I think fear comes more naturally for people than hate does. I don't believe hate is natural. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. Um, I think our response to the feeling of hate, mm. we're taught how to recognize it as hate. Oh, you know interesting. what I'm saying? Yes. Um, and I also, you know, fear is something that exists. It's inherent within mm-hmm. our human nature. But again, we have to recognize fear. We do have to. Re- you know that's what I'm right. And so, how we how we learn how to work with it. Thousand percent. Is fear good for us or bad for us? And fear is the opposite of love. Mm. Okay. Oh. So ultimately. You know, as a child, when you're growing up and you're jumping off of stuff, yeah. right? And you're just like, yo, he don't have no fear. No fear like, he's yeah. just jumping off the top step. Like, oh, yeah. my God. Like, you know, but as you get older, you're just like, I'll never jump off the top step. I ain't going to break my arm. Like, heck no. You know, so essentially you're learning the limitations based on your fear. This is really true. Right? And so you're so ultimately over life, you're accumulating experiences and insight and, you know, feedback from people and that's helping you de- de- develop your tolerances or your um, boundaries uh, when it comes to fear, love, hate, okay. you know, a lot yes. of these other things. So, Oh, yeah. man. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm, there's so much I want to talk about. I like I always, you know, once I go down the once we go down the rabbit hole, it's like we got to do a, a round two because we have we only have 15 minutes left. So all right, all right, cool. we got to uh, I, I want to know. I mean, clearly you have you have taken life experience. You have taken your relationship with God. You have taken so much about uh, what you've learned learned in this world and you've you've put it to incredible practice thank you absolutely um let's and we have about 15 minutes left so let's let's kind of do this transition where we we really talk about how uh you are sitting in your purpose right now or or trying to work towards sitting in your purpose right now okay okay um so what what specifically where you want to start? Uh, there's, I mean, there's so many things. So I, I like to know, like, um, whether it be some what you're doing with your business and your practice and your community and how you're really serving them, um, or if it's you know whatever you're doing in maybe your personal life that your journey has really led you to at this place in your time in your life. Yeah. So <clears throat> those are good questions. Actually, very good questions. <laughs> so, um, I think professionally, mm-hmm. I'll say professionally, um. You know, I've reached a place where I'm able to walk and operate daily in my calling. Mm-hmm. I don't have to flip a switch every day. I wake up every day and I'm able to like attack my day with enthusiasm and joy and and just un- and just I understand what I need to do and I understand I'm doing it for a cause that's bigger than me. 
And so that's a beautiful thing. That's a hell of an alarm clock, you know, because <laughs> yeah, and right? I'm really seeing it make changes in other people's lives. Yeah. And so that's a fulfilling piece to it because I know that I'm making positive changes, not positive changes, but making a positive impact mm-hmm. on other people um, of a lot of different um, um, backgrounds, religions, um, genders, uh, belief systems. Like it's just the different. And so I know that the ultimate message is resonating across a community of people that believe and desire the same things. And so you know, doing that through Mission Road Faith, my nonprofit, um, as well as through Vibe Tribe University, you know, um, which is my online wellness and and um, and and self kind of uh, mastery kind of uh, platform. Um, you know, I'm teaching emotional and so you know uh, emotional uh, intelligence, mm-hmm. as well as uh, social and emotional learning, uh, financial literacy, spiritual alignment. And relationships, you know, and I'm not talking about relationships as in dating. I focus on, you know, four different types of relationships. One is your relationship with God. First and foremost, that's the biggest relationship. Mm-hmm. You get that right and all oh, it's a domino effect. Yeah. Everything else falls into place. Um, then your relationship with yourself. Right. What do you feel about yourself? The self-awareness, self, self-worth, self-care, self-love, self-respect, all you know, the all the yes. self stuff. Yeah. Like these are your responsibilities. Mm-hmm. OK. And yeah. here Tap is in. your roadmap. Yeah. Here is your guide to help you deal with self. Uh-huh. OK. Like this is the this is your manual to deal with your human design. Yes. OK. And your spiritual experience that you're having. OK. And then I want you I want to focus on the relationship you have with other people. Right. True righteousness is being in good standing with God and people, Mm -hmm. God and man. Okay, you can't say that you walk in righteousness when you're out of touch with God and you're out of touch and you're in conflict with people. Right. Or you're in touch with God, but you're in conflict with people. Right. Right. That's not ultimate righteousness. And so, you know, I focus on that. So how not only are you treating God, how are you treating yourself and how are you treating other people? (laughs) <laughs> right. This, because all those go together. This all makes sense. It all yeah, goes it together. It really does. Right. right and then line. the last part is relationships. Right. Okay. The, oh, well, not, not just relationships, but the relationship you have with your own energy. OK. All That's right. the fourth part. Relationship you have with your own energy, a.k.a. your ability to manifest. Mm. Right. Manifestation is not magic. It is your ability. Is the, It is the relationship you have with your own energy. Yes. And so that comes into the personal aspect of my own life. You know, what do I do in my personal life to make sure that I can continue to pour, continue to be aligned, continue to stay in power, mm-hmm. continue to speak from a place of peace and center and 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 you know, perspective and, and not, and objectivity and, and non-judgment. And, you know, I have to meditate. I have to read. I have to study the word. I have to spend time alone. I have to really recharge. I got to work out. I got to stretch. I got to eat well. I got to take care of my health. Like all of these things from mind, body, spirit, every day I wake up trying to do something for my mind, my body, and my spirit. And that's my daily goal. Right. If I can touch on each one of those one thing in each one of those areas every day, I know that after 365 days, I know I've gotten better. I didn't work this hard to stay the same. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and so that helps me be authentic to giving other people the message. So when I'm coaching, when I'm speaking, I'm not telling you to do as I say and not as I do. I'm telling you that this works and I know because I do it and I can I can help. I can identify people right now that have done interviews that are entertainers, that are politicians that are outspoken about the fact that this is my regimen. It works. And this is how I sustain myself. And you should do it, too. And people don't listen to it. Hmm. It's very true. It's so funny. (laughs) It's like one of those things where it's like it's 
the roadmap, it's it's all right there. It's not about having to get to the finish line right away. Like what you said, mind, body, spirit every day, that's consistency. That's 1% better every day. Mm-hmm. 1% is not huge until you put in 100 days and then you're at 100. A thousand percent. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and that's that's one of those things where it's like, I, I feel like so often, you know, we're, we're chasing the thing, the, the final goal, the end experience, the success, and it's all today. It's all right now. It's all right Stay here. Present. It's all in the present. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. all right here within us and wherever, you know, wherever your energy channel's up, you know, spiritually, wherever your, cha- your energy channel's out to mm-hmm. others wherever it ch- uh, channels inward to yourself mm-hmm. it's all right here a thousand percent so so the hard part is how do you stay present mm. how do you stay present when in a world full of distractions mm-hmm. when everybody's vying for your time for yeah. your attention corporations are paying huge dollars to get 15 seconds of your life so how much does your life has your life worth your mm-hmm. 24 hours what what not just an hourly basis how much do your seconds cost you know what I'm saying? And well, I ain't even talking about money. Right. Like, how much does it cost you in your energy, mm-hmm. in your effort, in your understanding, in your focus? How much does it cost you in your, your emotion, your emotional health, your mental health, your financial health? How much is it really costing you? You know, when you're, when you're focused on mind, body, and spirit, you have no choice but to think about these things. You're yes. sensitive to these things. And so you, do, you can do things differently. You can take control of the daily activities that you do on autopilot and bring consciousness to them. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about enlightenment, I'm talking about consciousness. Yes. Right? Your, your, your motherboard or your, your autopilot is it's just going. Yeah. And you're naturally re- reacting and responding to stuff. But ultimately, when you're conscious... You know, you can think about what you're thinking about. Yeah. Add intention to your choices. I've been teaching about vivid vivid vision statements. Oh. That's my current initiative. Okay. Vivid vision statements and five ways to boost emotional intelligence. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when we're talking about kind of the relationship between those two, vivid vision, we, we're taught about vision statements in college and high school and our school system. But the vivid nature of your mm. vivid of your vision statement isn't discussed. Well, the vivid nature adds the emotional and spiritual aspect to your vision. Right. So, <laughs> so unique and, and centered and um, like just I can only imagine what that program does for people who are really looking to dive head for head first into their present selves. That's mm-hmm. really, really, really uh, sounds like a cool initiative. Yeah. I, Kenny, I wish we could we could keep on here. We've got about seven minutes, so I have a few things that we do to to wrap up the conversation. Oh, yeah, let's I, get it. Let's do it. So we're about to do fun little rapid fire round, uh, and then I'm going to leave you to the floor for the last few minutes. Um, leave listeners with whatever you would like to your final thoughts, and then let everyone know everyone know where they can find you. Okay. So uh, at the beginning of the episode, I talked about three pillars, development, decision-making, and a dedication to purpose. I mean, I think that you are firing on all fronts. You have told us everything, you know, about your your process, what what you're grounded in, what you're doing. I mean, we definitely nailed all of these in the conversation, and there's so much more to talk about. Um, but that's what these three questions are on. So the okay. first one is on development. Currently, in this very moment, are you working more on personal development or professional development? Personal. Personal. Yeah. And it, and it's bleeding over to my mm-hmm. professional development. So it makes sense. They are super interconnected. You know, sometimes yeah. it, a lot of people will be like, both. I'm like, you got to tell me one. I got to know one. But they are super yeah. interconnected. You, you, so I you, understand. You play how you practice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? 
you play how you practice. They taught us as an athlete, and I didn't quite get it, right? So your performance in the classroom translates to your performance on the field. I didn't get it back then. Now, I get it. It makes sense. What you're doing personally. The preparation that I'm doing behind the scenes personally is manifesting and showcasing itself in my professional life Mm -hmm. and I can't stop the light from shining and nobody else can because I because you're not involved in my process Mm -hmm. it's me and God that's you and my trainers coaches and therapists (laughs) doctors and all that you know what I'm saying like all the other the people that you brought yeah my cabinet it's It's my cabinet that's it my presidential cabinet that's it all right. The next one is on uh, decision making. I'm going to be honest. I can almost guarantee I know your answer. And I say almost, but I ac- actually can guarantee. Not everyone I can guarantee you. This one I can. Uh, so decision making, I like to know, do you make your decisions? I'm going to give you a little bit of an explanation. Do you make decisions based more on choice, meaning you follow numbers and analytics, or guiding voice, meaning you follow gut feeling, spirituality, intuition, or something else of the sort? Ooh. Um a majority of um, gut feeling, spirituality, and a higher, you know, higher calling. That guiding voice. That guiding yeah. voice. But um, data does help. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure an analytical person. Okay. I, I believe that data gives you the tools to that you need. I don't believe everybody has the analytical ability yeah. and a certain level of that analytical ability where they can numbers speak to them, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And to me, I've been conditioned with my government, my accounting background, my degree, just my I'm a Virgo, you know, we analytical <laughs> as hell. And so that in and of itself helps me interpret numbers differently, statistics differently, mm-hmm. data differently. And so that helps me deliver to an audience, you know, to a sense. specific topic, a specific age group. Yes. You know, it helps me to segment my messages as well as my energy in a way where it, again, relates to different pockets of people. So analytics helps. Data does work, especially when investing in money and finances. Yeah. You know, yep. I can't just pray it away and be like, God told me to do it (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah like i knew the numbers look horrible but god told me to do it you know what i'm saying like that's what's going on in the world right now everybody going broke you know what i'm saying but nah (laughs) nah i ain't with it all right (laughs) (laughs) all right the last one uh this is one that you know i i actually it's almost like it's still a work in progress for the question so you can just give me your thoughts but when i think about purpose i'd like to i'd like to understand or when I think about how people think about purpose, that's mm. what I'm trying to understand. Do you see purpose as more of sort of like this pivotal, almost like a turnkey moment in time where you can you you understand what it is and then you just go full force into it? Or is purpose something that you have to practice and work with daily? I think purpose is, is something you have to find um, before you can practice it. Mm, okay. You know, yeah. I think purpose is highly tied to understanding your why Mm -hmm. your why will tell will lead you to your purpose yeah right why am i here yeah that'll tell you if if your purpose statement isn't built within your response to that then i don't really know what it is that you're you're looking for you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying maybe you're in denial of the purpose that god has told you or shown you you know you just don't want to do that because that's not cool enough yeah you know what i'm saying like it's completely opposite of the energy you've been putting out for so long and so Mm -hmm. you know i do think the purpose has to be not necessarily uh you kind of practice but you know it does have to be discovered Mm -hmm. and you gotta you gotta figure out your why before you can find what your purpose is why do you do it first of all right Right. I love that answer. My purpose is to be rich okay why Uh -uh. why (laughs) like why is your purpose to be rich I, i mean i don't know yeah, no. But if I say, you know, God's told me to, you know, to share share love with other people. Okay, cool. And because of that, 
he made me rich so I can be able to share with other people. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a different different energy yeah, on that. You know is. what I'm saying? There is. You so. really twisted that one. I was like, where's he going with that? Yeah. <laughs> that's really true. All right. So that's that's my quick rapid fire. We have just a couple minutes left. I really want you to leave listeners with, uh, you know, final final thoughts. And then mm. please let everyone know where they can find you so they can find out more. Absolutely. First of all, thank you for having me. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. Deep conversations with dope individuals. I'm here for that, you know. hundred percent. And uh, it's genuine. You know, and I, I find you to be a dope individual and ba- so able to have a very deep conversation. And I, I, I find that very um, uh, comforting because it's not a lot that. of people that you can connect with like that. Um, and so, you know, as far as what I would tell people, you know, everybody's going through a, a battle. You know, mm-hmm. we're all facing something. And whether you speak on it or you don't, whether you whether you um, understand it or you don't, be gentle with yourself. Mm. Be kind to yes. yourself because your words have power and the way in which you speak to yourself is going to come out in the way you also speak to other people. It's also going to come out in the way that you feel about yourself. And a lot of times we put ourselves in our own hell and then blame it on God. And it's not God's fault that we can't figure out or haven't figured out how to be kind and gentle and 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 comforting to ourselves. Right. We we want love and nurturing and, and care from out the outside world and we can't give it to ourselves. And while while I understand sometimes it's hard mentally and emotionally, you know, when you really lean on God, not just to read the Bible, but really get to know who he is and, you know, what he stands for and really dig into it, you know, then at that point you'll find some answers or at least some comfort that will help you calm the noise in your in your mind and release the anxiety that's continuing to plague you, you know, or the depression that's keeping you in the dark room and having you suffer in mm-hmm. silence. And so, you know, I do really, really believe that when you're kind with yourself, you're gentle with yourself, when you're really pursuing a relationship with God, then at that point, you can think different. His goal is to help us think about it from his perspective. What would Jesus do was not just a not just a, a synonym or a mantra. It was really a way of life. You know, because when you're thinking about these things, you're putting yourself in an alternative perspective, a divine lens mm-hmm. and, to a human problem. And you know what I'm saying? And so that in, in and of itself is a blanket of power, a blanket of enthusiasm, a blanket of things that can help you break through. And so if I could leave anybody with or everybody with anything, it would be to find out where your power comes from and understand, seek to understand your design before you start being so heavily critical on other people and their flaws and deficiencies and errors, because you also got the same ones or different ones in a different way and be kind to yourself. And maybe you'll attract kindness from other people, you know, be loving to yourself and you'll attract the love that you seek. Mm -hmm. Right. Karma's real. And so, you know, if you can change your mind, you can change your life. So you can find me at KennyBSpeaks.com or at KennyBSpeaks on any social media platform. Um, my I have a radio show also, Change the Vibe radio show on iHeartRadio each Tuesday at 7 p.m. Um, on Hip Hop 95. So y'all make sure y'all come catch a vibe, get some good music, a good conversation and see dope individuals like yourself. Kenny, thank you so, so much. It has been more than a pleasure. I, I I know that this episode is reaching so many people. Uh, I'm incredibly appreciative to have you on. Uh, And until next time. Until next time. Yeah. So uh, everyone, this is Kenny Brown, Kenny V Speaks. And as I end all my podcasts, until next time, let this be the moment. Amen. Change the vibe.